Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, 3 is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's fire away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's on this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3, the top four queens, again, uh, Ella Day, Kitty Scott-Claws, Christopher Sacchi, and Vanity Milan roasted themselves, the eliminated contestants, and the panel of judges, including special guest star, Kathy Burke. I love Kathy Burke so much. You know how much I love Kathy Burke and how much I love Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. I'm a big fan. So seeing her on the panel, finally was a dream come true for me, Umar, oh, I I'm say. so glad you've enjoyed that moment. <gasps> Kathy Burke, let me be honest, I don't know what Gimme Gimme is. Oh, my... F- no, I know. The only stuff I know for Kathy Burke is two things. Playing Queen Mary Tudor in the Elizabeth movie. And second of all, she did this documentary on TikTok that's resurfaced <laughs> where she... I think she meets, like, cool, cool girls or whatever. Or, or like, Gen Z... I don't know, influencers in the influence house, influence house and um, she gave me comedy. But I, I do appreciate Kathy Burke. But you haven't seen Gimme Gimme... Right, we, we are going to change this. We're going to have a movie night, okay? Okay. But, I move, yeah. yeah, go on. When I move into my new place, you're coming over. We're going to sit on the sofa. Oh, right. I mean, I'll give it a go. But yeah, I think it's great to have Dawn French last season and then Kathy Burke this season, yeah. you know. Also, what I love most about Kathy Burke is her first ever tweet, right, was just all in capitals... Fuck off! <laughs> Love it. Icon. 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 Okay, so this week, there was, well, there was no elimination last week, so we've still got four queens. And we've got a roast, which is one of a staple challenges for Drag Race, the stand-up element. Okay, let's just dive right on in with all four queens, okay? Let's go first with Crystal. Mm. I mean, the whole roast itself was quite a big challenge because you're roasting RuPaul, the judges, yourself, all the past queens, Everybody. the contestant. Con- it's like, it's a lot to kind of tackle in. I think Crystal did the best she could. Um, I just wish she didn't go the age route. You know, we've had it so many times. It's just, you know, when she was saying great, 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 great grandmother. I mean, I like that yeah. she, she, she did some, you know, variation in her voice when she was like, great, great, yeah. great, 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 great. But it wasn't enough. It, the thing, it, it, yeah, it's an old joke. No old. pun intended. It's an old <laughs> joke. Ah, I only just got it. Quick bit. Um, I do think, I love Crystal and we are fans of her, but especially with like lyric challenges and stuff, it does become one note, like sex mm. on legs or, and, and, and that's not, that's not shade because comedy is a hard art form. It's not for everyone. No, you can be naturally funny, yeah. but that doesn't mean you can be, a comic like it just doesn't it doesn't always translate yeah and i think i give props to crystal she looked fabulous she rolled with the punches and when they were roasting her as well she was a part of the joke so i i, I enjoyed there it there was one moment though where she did look a bit pissed off you know when ella the day said something like her her being a robotic fashion girl yeah and she played a robotic fashion girl yeah but then that could have been all in the edit you know all I don't, in the edit i, I, don't, think I she don't blame the edit you know what i actually did like about her performance i thought it was funny when she tried to explain what a virgin was to michelle yeah i actually liked this bit i think mm. it could have been executed a bit better like when she was because she was doing it in a, a voice that was like do you know what i'm sorry oh no i can't do it i think also i think what crystal needed was she needed the queens and the panel to give her 
banter back. Mm. It's really hard roasting someone and then people just sitting on the fence being like, oh, okay, great, and what? It's like with a roast, you need to have like that bounce and flow. And I think she did great for what she was given. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't think, I don't know how I'd react in a roast. Like, I, I like to say I could take a joke and I'm not like a sensitive person, but I think I'd be crying. No, I think you'd be, <laughs> I think you'd be really good at a roast. Oh, no, no. Sorry, in the audience, I uh, mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, think you'd, I think you'd be good though. I, no, I think I'd. Start. I would, I'd be fuming. <laughs> Someone could say the littlest thing about how dare you. <laughs> But moving on to who came second? Was it Ella Day? It was Ella Day because Ella Day was very strategic. She was like, I'm going to put crap oh, person, oh, then yeah. good person, crap person, good person. That was a bit, okay, let's talk about that. I like that strategy. She she knows what she has to do to win that bloody crown. And can I say something? Rewind to season two with Lawrence Chaney's absolute meltdown. <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> over, um, oh, what was, um, Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. This is how <laughs> you just deal with it. Do you know what I mean? No fast, just you're going to all be on stage. You're going to have your moment. And if your material is good enough, it doesn't matter what placement you get. Yeah. So um, I'm glad to see people just took it on the chin because yeah. last season, that running order caused bedlam. Murders. murders, bedlam, mayhem. But let's go on to Ella's actual performance. I think her opening line was amazing. So let's recite that now. Hello, he's, she's, they's, and Michelle Massage. Brilliant. What a way to open it. So good. <laughs> like, I think with Ella, I think we get it from the name Ella Day. They're just punny. And it's all about, for me, when you're watching comedy, you need to, you cannot feel anxious or nervous or like, oh my god, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna stumble. Like you just need to be comfortable and lay back and let the comedian take charge. And I think Ella Day did that. She didn't stumble once. She had a full set. And even when Queens uh, gave it back to her, she then threw it back as well. Yeah. Because like, I think one thing about a roast is you, sometimes you have to expect Queens actually throwing it back at you. And if I was in that situation, if I've got something prepared and someone throws it back at me, yeah. I, I wouldn't have the ability no, to No, I think you're giving yourself to serve it. I think quick wit is a strength for yours. The thing is, with the roast, comedy challenge, all this stuff, it's all about the wit. Yeah. Um, I do think Ella Day did, I think, yeah. really good. And I think, at this stage of competition, I think Ella Day really cemented that, like, they're a front runner. Yeah. I also liked her line, if I need a brain transplant, I'm picking yours, because that hasn't been used yet. That, that, that was, was so good. That was original. What, was it original? It doesn't sound original when I'm saying it now, but it was original in that moment, wasn't it? Vanity Milan. I'm okay. This is everything I said for Ella Day of us being comfortable and going with the punches and like laying back and letting it flow. I did not feel that with Vanity Milan. No. I was tense. I thought she even did worse than Crystal, to be quite honest, because I think yeah. even Crystal had a bit of a concept, but Vanity Milan came out nervous from the start. Like she just didn't. I think Crystal being heckled or whatever, she just stood there looking pretty and, like, whatever. And it didn't look like it shook Crystal's confidence. Whereas with Vanity, when they heckled her back, and then she tried to go in for, like, a a comeback, and then it fizzled out. It was just... I, I feel like that's when her confidence actually jumped out in the whole thing, though. When they were throwing it at her, she was then throwing it back. I mean, yeah, yeah it wasn't the best most original comebacks or whatever. But that was when she gave us Vanity Milan the most. Yeah. I think this is a common theme with Vanity Milan. I think this season, it's like the confidence level is never consistent. It's like, it's a little bit of shyness with confidence. And that's no fault of Vanity. But I think on a challenge like this, where you've got Ella Day giving it 100% energy from start to finish mm. and not letting anything get in her way, she's going to deliver the punchline. 
I think with Vanity, the rhythm wasn't there. There was no rhythm, bless her. I'm sorry. I love Vanity. It got messy. No rhythm. And look, but again, was it the edit? Was it not? Did they edit uh, to make we it worse? Know. We don't know. I just think, yeah, I agree with you, actually. Vanity's improvisation is one thing, but I just think the script for Vanity just wasn't fully realised. Yeah. What about Kitty? Uh, in my opinion, Kitty did great. I think she definitely came a, a sec- second place after Ella, right? But... She shouldn't have been looking at her lines. I agree. Because I think it's edits one thing, but... And also, there always will be cue cards on the podium. Every queen from every roast will always have cue cards. But I do agree with you. It was something about the flicking of the page and, like, it looked like her eyes were at the notebook. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily even looking at the pages. I think it was just her eye contact wasn't... Yeah. With the judges. Yeah, she should have been more in the moment. But her joke, she had, she had jokes and she had the stage presence. She had it all, I think, except for the the, the vision on, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Also, also, it's a lot of material to yeah. memorise in like 24 hours. Oh, God, yeah, I would, I would have a bloody clue. Her, was it Kitty that listed out Crystal Versace's she can't choreograph, can't dance? Yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> That for was me, brutal. For me, that was that. It was that. That wasn't a. That wasn't a roast. That was like an inferno. Yeah. That was like a disintegration. She decimated her. Oh god! And I. She think, vanquished her. She. And vanquished. I think I give props to Crystal for really sitting there and taking the joke because yeah. I think if someone did that to me, I'd be like, ah, fun shade, but you're literally coming for my opportunity to win the crown. So yeah. I think yeah, strong second, strong yeah. second. Um, I, I don't even think there's any point in me asking this, but I'm going to ask anyway. I mean, who did the best? Ella, right? Ella. Ella. It, Ella. For me, it went in this order. Ella, Kitty, Crystal, Vanity. Why, agree. Yeah. Okay, hold on, Umar. We're going to go for a short ad break. We'll be back after this to speak with the eliminated contestant and reflect on the runways and lip sync. Okay, Umar, let's get serious for a second. Here in the UK, our trans siblings and marginalised communities are facing severe attacks in the right-wing press. I know, I'm just sick of seeing this. The lies, the hate, the spill, it all just has to stop. Exactly. Media Watch is a new six-part Gay Times original podcast series that dissects, analyzes, and critiques the way LGBTQ plus issues are reported on in the mainstream media. And calls out that bullshit. So if you're scared to dabble in politics, don't worry. This podcast will teach you a thing or two. Speak it, Umar. Speak it. Each episode, host Shah Miyasani is joined by a special guest to look at the ways the press use misinformation to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. If you want to explore the truth behind the headlines, subscribe. Subscribe and listen to Media Watch now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You better click on that link. <laughs> and we're back! Back! Um, Umar, let's talk about the runway, shall we? Uh, it was this, well, this week, it was Oh My Goddess, Ethereal Mythical Glamour. Who did it for you? I think, to be honest, all of them did oh it for God. me. All of them got the assignment. They looked, I, I, don't, I can't remember who said it, but they looked like a girl band. It looked like a headline tour where all of them were in decadent couture costumes yeah. that all synced. Firm favourites for me were Crystal Versace. Oh my God, she fulfilled that assignment. Ethereal, mythical. She did extra credit. Oh my God, and that that contraption on our head. Fucking hell. The balance, oh, the skill. So- Good. The only thing I would say, I think Kitty looked gorgeous. Vanity has never looked better in my whole never. Never. I, oh my goodness. 
that's like the makeup, hair. the face, the the crown. Yeah. The only thing I think let the runway down was Ella Day's hair, and I'm just gonna be honest. I have to agree as well. Actually, I think her body looked right, yeah. like absolutely right. I think everything. Well, I, she still looked absolutely stunning, so. and I love the color of the hair. I actually do. But I just think maybe um, a different wig could have. Maybe something a bit with a bit more volume, right? That's the thing with Ella Day. I think across the is the wigs that let her down a little bit because all the other queens with like the headpieces and Kitty making a crown out of her hair. I think if Ella Day had taken the constellation star theme and then maybe had like a headpiece that was like starry or like constellation themed, or the hair was like wired, yeah, which would have elevated it. Yeah, and Ella Day. Sashayed away with her fourth win of the series, meaning she is literally the front runner statistically for the crown right now. Do you think that going into the finale, it's hers to lose, or? Well, we we'll have to find out and see, babe. Because badges, to be honest, the only people that care about the badges are the queens themselves in the, in the workroom. Yeah. They're doing the one, two, three counting. But we we've seen in UK Drag Race season one and two track records, and also starting off with a boom or on the tail end of a season, getting high results. It doesn't matter. It's everyone's to play for. Yeah. Again, remember, Bimini had four wins. Lawrence had three. But who won? Lawrence, Lawrence. Journey. But who yeah. got the game's hands cut? No, that's Chinese. Oh, ah. No, we love Lawrence Cheney, but <laughs> Bimini, Bumbo, Lash. Oh, I love Bimini. Um, but yeah, I think on the whole, I agree with the win. I thought they all are gorgeous. Come on. I, I like doing this question now, but like, how would you have done Goddess. The thing is, for the first time, I think all of them took it quite literally and it just worked. Yeah, it did. It worked. I think also the fact that it was heaven, pearly gates for the challenge and then get segueing into that, it all was cohesive. I think I would have done the headpiece like that. Yeah. I would have um, cosplayed as one of the, the Hallowell sisters and Charmed when they all became goddesses. Oh. Yes. But then it, that's actually quite basic compared to what these queens pulled out on the runway, to be honest. It with was you. giving Megra from Hercules. Oh my God, yeah, Meg! I think I would have done, I think I would have done more of that, I think. Meg's not a goddess, though. She's just a simpleton. She traded her soul for the love. I love her soul. I you, know what she did. You look really intense right now as you're saying that. Like you're... <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm contemplating whose souls do I need to give up. It literally looks like gorgeous. you're reminiscing on a time where your loved one got their soul. When, my, when my lover died and went to the underworld and to snatch his soul back, I had to give mine in return. Oh, um, oh that was Bloody only just last Tuesday. Oh, God. Um, no, I think I would have I would have done the same as them. I liked what Ella Day did. She took the theme of goddess and... Like underwater uh, goddess, it looked like. Yeah, it? and I like the time with you know astrology and the and the zodiac oh, and the stars. They all really, really shone. Yeah. So Kristen and Vanti were in the bottom two. I don't think that's any. Sh- that wasn't. That's no shock at all, right? It was. This is like the most clear bottom two I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, but also at this point, it's fifty fifty. Do you know what I mean? It really is. It's fifty fifty chance. Um, and it's the first time Crystal's ever lip synced, which was exciting, and the fourth time Vanity's ever lip synced. What I will say is I'm still I was still more excited for Vanity to lip sync because as I've said week after week, best drag race UK lip syncer ever. And even what I will say is that lip sync, even if it's the full time Vanity's doing it, still would have given her Shanto. Yeah. Honest to God. She's yeah. never done lip sync that is actually purely sachet worthy. Never. She slays it every time. And slays. she looked the best she's ever looked in this 
as well. So good. And both of them together, like, I think, harmonising and doing their solo bits yeah. and going back on the stage. And I think even the judges were living for this lip sync. Agreed. And also, what a fantastic song choice. Hallucinate by Dua Lipa, oh. an absolute... Uh, disco housey anthem for the ages, you know. I really like. I, I loved it. I, I loved it. But it. honestly, I do think Fancy won. <laughs> I do ah. think she. I do think she won. Like if they both had the same track record and Crystal been in the bottom so many times, I do think Crystal should have gone the chart. A hundred percent. But also, I think it. Yeah, you can't justify it. It's fair and square. And I think Crystal, um, they both did a fab job. And I really want to see that on tour. Like, I want them to come together. Because this season, they've been doing BDE at Heaven yeah. and all these crossovers. I really want to see these lip syncs come to yeah. life on well, the road. Vanity's in demand right now because that scandalous lip sync. And, you know, okay. no shock here. I want amazing. a whole... I need a four-part segue. I need, the, I need the production. I need everything for Vanity. Yeah. It's time to speak with our fourth place queen, Vanta Milan, the lip sync assassin of Drag Race UK, spills the tea on the semi-final, why there was no way in hell that she would have been able to stay in the competition, and the controversial lack of black contestants this season. I just want to congratulate you on making the top four of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three. Hey, thank you so much. I mean, it's a blessing. I never thought I'd get there. Yeah. And can I just say, you exited the series like an absolute goddess. Like, just when you... I was sad to see you go, but when you left, I just had a great big smile on my face because it was just so warm and gorgeous. I mean, that's me through and through, to be honest with you. I think I came in humbled and I left humble. Because, I, again, like I said, I, I didn't think I'd make it that far. <laughs> And again, like I, the, the girls behind me, they're three amazing queens and like really good friends of mine. So I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And do you know what? Sometimes I do like it when it's RuPaul's best friend race because it's just so nice to watch as a viewer, seeing people, well, especially queer people just getting along, having a good time. And that's what he gave us this episode. That's what this episode is all about. Like we made it to top four twice. We became even more closer, which was really good as well. And when it comes to RuPaul's best friends race, I think we've kind of shown that you can be shady as hell, but also lift each other up in a way that is loving and comforting and also shows our queer community that you don't need to put somebody down. You can always bring, lift them up, but still be a little bit shady at the same time because we love each other. Yeah. For example, your are you going to rely on your one single talent line, which has become yeah. iconic? Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to put it on a T-shirt because I relied on my one single talent and it got me to top four. <laughs> I mean, Vanity, I just have to say, in my personal opinion, I do think you are the greatest lip syncer Drag Race UK has ever seen. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but I kind of wanted to see you in the bottom every single week just so I could see you perform. <laughs> do you know what? The ratings might have went up. <laughs> And a lot of people have said that to me as well. They said, look, you've done such a great job in, in the show, but I definitely wanted to see you lip sync every week. And I was like, well, I kind of I kind of wanted to lip sync every week because the music that they selected this year was great. <laughs> but I was trying to stay out of the bottom because I didn't want to be in the bottom all the time. Take me back to the last episode. So how did it feel when you missed out on a spot in that final three? How did you kind of feel afterwards? I, do you know what? As, as cheesy as it's, I knew it was coming. When you're going up against someone who was born to be a drag queen like Crystal Versace, uh, there was no way in hell I would have been able to stay. 
Right. Ella's been doing really well in the competition. Kitty's been doing so good in the in the growth from Kitty just being no badge to a badge and a sash to two badges and a sash is, <laughs> is, is great. I believe in God has everything set out for you for a reason. And I think it was my time. I would have loved to be in the top three, but who knows what happens in the future. Maybe yeah. Rue will turn around and say, uh, actually, none of you actually won. Vanity is showing the best growth in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can lip sync your way to the crown. I believe it. You can. I can. It, again, it's not all about the badges. It's about the here and the now. Yeah. And when you're on a, when you're doing a lip sync, forget what you've done in the the challenge. Forget what you. It's about the, the lip sync and how you serve that lip sync. And I think me and Crystal, we served a great lip sync for the top three spot, and it just turned out to be Crystal. And I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of Ella, and I'm so proud of Kitty. What was it like to deliver a roast in front of the judges, all of the queens? And the Kathy Burke. Right. So let's start with Kathy Burke. <laughs> so that was very intimidating because, you know, queen of comedy. Then, like, I don't like to roast people because I'm very, I'm a very nice person. I'm a loving person. I'm a caring person. And for me to tap into roasting somebody, I don't know how far I would have taken it. It probably would have went way too far. Yeah. So <laughs> I rather stuck with roasting myself yeah. <laughs> and, you know, peeing on myself and saying it's very warm and only you can feel the warmth. I, I love that moment. <laughs> so, you know, it was very hard because I don't like to talk publicly. There's very rare times that I get on a microphone or host or anything. So that's not my type. You know, I'm a lip syncer. So I usually just go buck, 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 do the dancing and then leave the stage. Yeah. And when someone tries to hand me a microphone, I say, stop right there. So me standing in front of the eliminated queens as well, and they were all resting bitch facing. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to get the heckles and the screaming and the yelling. And if I tried to go for any one of them, I tried to go for Anubis and she wasn't having it. She just looked at me like, girl, really? Was that the best you got? And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Next joke, please. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. It must be so hard because, like, how do you, how do you even do it? I'd probably just say something really offensive, like "you're so disgusting and ugly." That, and that would be me. I just, but I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And there, there, there was a lot of queens in that audience. I could have hurt. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, again, like because we're such sisters and we got along so well, it was really hard for me just to go in. Yeah. Um, because I love each and every single one of those girls, like from the bottom of my heart. So it was really hard for me to tap into hurt mode or shade mode because just seeing them again was like oh my god my sisters what not to roast you <laughs> as is the case with every season there's been positive there's been negative comments on social media you know what the, the, the fans can mm. sometimes be like so how are you kind of navigating this this aspect of your fame the social um, media part I don't go on social media so often mm -hmm. unless I need to go into social media and post mm -hmm. a picture here and there do a little story that's it However, I don't go into anyone else's comments or pictures of me and look through the comments. That's one thing that I don't do. Mm -hmm. But if you come on my page and you start to be disrespectful, you're open to be disrespected. Yeah. It's my platform. My platform's about uplifting people mm -hmm. and spreading positivity. And if you come with the negativity, you're going to get it right back or you're going to get blocked. Yeah. It's just one or the other. I'm navigating that in a way. It's I don't want to see it. So if I don't mm -hmm. see it, it's fine. But if you at me, I'm going to at you back. Because I'm still human at the end of the day. I've got, you know, I, I'm a human. I've got feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, like, I, I posted, do you think South London is going to take the crown? And someone was like, no. And I was like, hello. <laughs> like, 
Oh, you don't even follow me first and foremost. Um, so why comment on my page if yeah. you didn't think I was going to take that negativity somewhere else? It truly baffles me how people can actually just sit there and feel like they can send a negative comment, especially when it's queer on queer, hey? I can't... And then we're talking about, oh, we need to uplift each other and we need to do this and we need to do that. And then all of a sudden it's the community this and the community that. And then you're the same type of person that will turn around and say something really negative to another queer person. And then go to prides and be like, yes, queens, we've been fighting for equality and this, that and the other. And you're turning around and you're saying... Yeah. You know, Ruth, but it's always the Johns underscore and some numbers that always say something <laughs> with no profile picture. Yeah. Or so it's hard to find a profile picture because, you know, if you ain't got no profile picture, this means you're looking to get read. Yeah. <laughs> or it's some kind of 14 year old. And it's kind of like, what, what are your parents thinking of you sitting online on your sofa writing this shit? Their parents don't probably know. And I think it is just one of these things where. We as people in the public eye always just have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Like Mama Ru said, you know, these bitches ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind, and you ain't paying my bills. You're definitely going to come to a show though and go, I love you so much. And I'm going to be like, oh, you was this person because I know, (laughs) I've seen your face. Not in the meet and greet, boo. (laughs) You were were John underscore 6514. Yeah. Fuck off. Thank you very much. Next. (laughs) Security. (laughs) A few times in the series, you opened up about being the only black competitor. And this is something that obviously caused a bit of controversy when the lineup was announced. Do yeah. you think this is a casting issue or is there some kind of discrepancy with who's auditioning for the series? I think it's a bit of both. I think there are so many people of colour that applied for Drag Race. And I think the time that we were going through, it's Drag Race season three, I mean, we were in lockdown and a lot of people had lost their jobs and didn't have enough money to put into going on Drag Race. I literally scraped what I had together, savings, old costumes that I'd never worn before to make it on Drag Race. And I think, you know, it's a little bit of, we don't have enough money to go on Drag Race as a, as a community. We literally have to fight, work really hard, scrape everything together to be able to get on it. So it's a casting, not enough having enough money, and also just... You know, visibility as well is, is is an important thing. And I think we need to be a little bit more visible. And I think this is the reason why season four should have at least five POC uh, people on Drag Race. What would Just you to make up for the loss? Yeah. What would you say to the entertainers at home who are looking at the show and think, I might, I, I maybe can't go on Drag Race because I don't feel represented? Or like, what would you say to these people who are kind of, you know, they want to audition, but they, they are not pressing the button? I was that person who felt that I was being underrepresented on TV as a whole. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anyone who looked like me. I didn't feel inspired by watching television. And I'm still not inspired by watching watching television because I don't see anyone like myself on television. Mm -hmm. So to the people at home, we need to push that button and we need to continue to raise our voices, keep applying the pressure on these companies that are not giving us the opportunity and a platform to inspire the next generation and the younger generation. Because now this is what my platform is here to do, inspire the next generation, uplift them and give them a platform to say, look, Vanity Milan's on a TV show. She pushed that button. She worked really hard. She scraped her money together to get on Drag Race, to give us another voice. And I just want to be that representation for them. So never give up, work really hard and apply pressure. You can read the full interview with Vanity Milan on gaytimes.co.uk.
Oh, we love vanity. We love you, vanity. Our next week's final episode of Drag Race UK Season 3, the top three will write and record a verse for RuPaul's holiday anthem, Hey Sis, It's Christmas, and one more queen will join the Vivian and Lawrence Cheney in the UK Hall of Fame. Umar, I'm going to ask you two questions. I just want a one-word answer for each, and then we're going to say goodbye to listeners this week, okay? Right. Who do you think will win? I think for me, it's either Elevate or Crystal Versace. And who do you want to win? That's a good question. Um, to be honest, again, all three of them have done amazing. I'm actually quite content with anyone to take the crown. They all represent different things. Yeah. What about you? I'd be happy with anyone winning. Oh. I love them all. Oh, Miss World. Miss World. Well, okay. Please. All right, say bye, Umar, for me. Say bye. Bye-bye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening.